Welcome to Ella Go. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies, this journey could suck if we don't get our shit together. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Ella Go Podcast. Today's guest is Paul Crosswell, and he is a published author and certified mental health coach, which I did not know exist. So welcome, Paul. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Before we get into the to it, to get, get down to it, because I was just talking to Paul offline and, and said, who are you? Because and you're going to you're going to understand where I'm coming from when I talk a little bit more about it. But before we talk about that, Paul, just let the audience, the listeners know who you are, where you're from and what do you do? All right. Uh, Well, I'm Paul Croswell. As uh, Lisa said, I am a mental health coach. I'm an author. You know, that's my passion. That's my focus. I, I my my goal right now with all my content, all my tools is to help young professionals thrive at home and at work. As far as where I'm from, I love that question because it's a long story and a short story. I'm going to give the short version now. Right now, I'm located in South Carolina. I'm, I'm newly transplanted to South Carolina. So, uh, yeah, that's who I am. That's where I'm from. Paul is an author and uh, he, he has a book. And the book is on audio, which I love that he has that. However, Paul, I do wish you were the one reading it. I did not like that guy who's reading it. <laughs> he had I, no. I get um. that a lot. I get that a lot. <laughs> the next time around, it'll be me. So the name of his book is called Life Balance, a life balance approach to reaching your goals and changing your life. Now, Paul initially, first of all, I met Paul through TikTok. I always tell people where we meet and I met him through TikTok and I'm jealous of him because he's already surpassed me in numbers. All right. (laughs) And um, but I got to tell you, Paul then said to me when we first met that he's an author and he talked about his book. And I was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. However, I had a chance to listen to it and I'm like blown away blown away. And I was just saying to Paul that, you know, what I love about the way he wrote this book, it's kind of like this. You talk about your your life experiences and then you you're literally giving people the suggestion of what they can do. It's like an instructional book. He even has a workbook along with it, like a companion guide. And I said to him, this is exactly what I love. You know, in fact, I said to somebody the other day, because I said, I want to write a book where it's like it's a self-help book, but it's a working self-help book. And this is exactly what this is. Um, And I'm not just blowing smoke here with you, Paul, because I was blown away because I did not even know that Paul had a music career. So let's let me just ask you this really quick tidbit. How what? What is that? (laughs) So I try, I try to bury my music career. It wasn't bad. It's just when I go back and listen to my music, it's, it's embarrassing because it, you know, old music doesn't sound like new music. And unless it's like one of those timeless tracks, you're just kind of like, oh no, I don't want people to know, but I do talk about it in the book and I share a little bit about it, but I did in fact have a music career. I was a professional 
hip hop artist, touring artist, um, owned an independent uh, label, worked with Sony Red for my distribution. You know, my management team was out of Nashville, so it it, it was it was fun, man. I I did a lot, made a whole lot of really good friends out in Nashville. I still love it out there. And so, that's the short version, unless you want me to go go further. No, no, no. That's okay. But how did that? So how did that turn into you being a mental health coach? I mean, that's, those are like two different things here. Oh, they're very different. <laughs> um, so the 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 common thread through everything I've done so far is that I like helping people, right? And so even in my music, my goal because I came from a you know a hood background, urban background, you know, grew up in areas that stereotypical, you know, black or hood, not black areas. And when I started making music, it's, I started out reflecting that. And it was very typical, you know, anything you would hear in mainstream, because I, I grew up on Eminem, I grew up on, you know, all, all I'm going to say all the classic hip hop artists that, that, I guess us old heads look back on. <laughs> um, I, that's what I grew up on. And my music started sounding like that. And then I realized, you know, I have younger siblings and I realized how it was impacting them. Like, I mean, the the influence it was having and I was engaged in a lot of uh, different youth group type things. And I ended up joining a club, um, Sigma Beta Club, which is the the baby brother version of Phi Beta Sigma, the high school uh, version of it, essentially. And, you know, under all of that influence, and of course, yeah, I was, my mom had me going to church and I had a praying grandmother and I wanted my music to reflect, you know, what I actually wanted. I wanted to get out of the hood. I wanted, I wanted people around me to do better, to aim for higher. You know, my oldest sister is probably the best influence on me. And, you know, I wanted music to reflect that. And so my music started to go in that direction. And I got a lot of invitation when I started making positive music, a lot of invitation to churches for youth groups. And then once I I really developed an audience, um, it started taking off, like, I mean, everywhere. And that's back when Facebook was, was real, actually good for us. And, you know, the algorithm worked with us and things went viral on Facebook. And I, I mean, I had millions of people engaging with my content on there. And that's what led into us doing music. You know, I was going to college and then I actually stopped going to college. I, I didn't graduate. I just went ahead and did music full time, started the label and things just kind of took off. And then you did. Then at what point did you say, because I know you want, you, you know, you have this helping people and you know now you're you're not doing music you're a mental health coach what was yeah. the like what was the and you talk a little bit about that in the book but you know it the cliff note version what what was the turnaround where you're like i'm going to be doing this type of work to help people i i think it was recognizing my my love of teaching and in music so while i was in music when i was on tour I, I, we were touring the the east coast of the us from upstate new york going down to florida and we got down to i think it was like jacksonville or something like that uh in in tennessee some some city in tennessee and i got really really sick because i have sickle cell 
And so, you know, physical, I have to be very mindful of that and I have to travel very comfortably. And we weren't doing that at the time. <laughs> um, and so I got really, really sick. I ended up in the ER in Tennessee and, you know, I was in the middle of a project. I have pictures of me working on my album, sitting in, sitting in the hospital because I flew back to New Jersey the same night. I went straight to the hospital in New Jersey, got admitted there. And so I was there for about a week and I was there. Fin I finished up my album in the hospital, but I also recognize in the midst of all of that, I wanted to, to provide a, a more secure income because music is great. It's fun. But unless you are an executive or viral, you're not making a lot of money. You have to stay on the road. And that just wasn't working out for me. And so I transitioned from that actually into pastoring. And in the, you know, that's a whole different story. But then out of pastoring, yeah, I, I've always wanted to write. And so I decided to take my knowledge there. And one thing led to another, got certified. You know, I was life balance coaching and then I came across the mental health certification. I was like, oh, that looks fun. Did some research. I was like, that's exactly where I need to be. And so now that's where I'm at. That is a crazy story, Paul. I mean, honestly. It's a short version. I know it's a short version because <laughs> as you know, and for those of you who uh, get a chance to read his book or even listen to it, I mean, he talks so much about, you know, a lot of your, your health, you know, your, your, um, your, your health challenges that you have. I mean, literally the beginning of the book talks about a health scare or something, you know, a, a situation that occurred. And I was like, and then you said, but then I also have, and I was like, what? And then I'm like, what? I'm like, it really captured <laughs> me into listening. Okay. But with all that being said, let's talk a little bit more about the book. Okay. So what inspired you to write this book? So I'll, I'll tell you a, a public secret, right? I didn't intend to write this book when I started. I intended because I was transitioning in the, in the midst of the pandemic and everything I was transitioning from pastoring into actually nothing lined up. I was just kind of like, I'm going to start a business and find a way to help young professionals because my experience in, in church world and in music, there are some real strong commonalities that I was recognizing, you know, patterns in, in young professionals, whereas it's kind of like there's, there's burnout everywhere and no one seems to be talking about it or providing the tools necessary to really help. Um, and so I knew I wanted to do that. And I started out because all this time I was blogging, I was like, I'm going to compile some of my posts and I'll, you know, put out this free resource and see where we go from there and, you know, kind of filter it down. And I started compiling and I was like, oh, I don't like that. I'll just write a new chapter, you know, instead of putting that blog post in there. Oh, no, I'll just write a new one. And what was supposed to be a week and a half work, worth of compiling turned turn into about six months to eight months of writing and researching and writing and researching. And it just grew, grew, grew until I was like, oh, I, I think I have a book here. So I'm just going to, I'm going to go in that direction. Wow. Yeah. Okay. In your mind, when you were, okay, so it obviously evolved into something bigger, but as you were doing the writing the book, because then at that point you're like, this is a book. Yeah. Who were you writing this for? Like who, what type of person were you looking to, uh, to reach out to? Yeah. So 
I actually had a very specific person in mind as I wrote this, uh, because that's, you know, that's kind of the suggestion, right? Think of the main target audience or someone, a specific person within that target audience and write it for them. And it was a friend of mine, you know, for sake of his privacy, I won't say his name, but he's a young professional. Um, we worked together for maybe four years or so. And I, I kind of watched the cycle of his work life, um, his relationships, his uh, not just uh, intimate relationship, but relationship with coworkers and supervisors, the burnout, the stress, uh, you know, kind of thinking through my own lens of my own experience. And, you know, he was, I put him in the range of anywhere from 28 to, to 38. Right. Um, and just his overall experience as a young professional, trying to find the right, like trying to make a living, trying to carve out a life for himself, trying to develop a relationship and trying to maintain health. Like health was a big deal for him, but that was also a big struggle. And he had all these goals, but just there's so much happening. Um, and so I aimed at the category of young professionals. Um, and again, that's about the age range I aim for, which is funny because a lot of college students really love this book, but that, that was the target. Okay. Well, I'm not in that range and it reached out to me. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So what, so you had this person, not believable by the way, (laughs) just throw that out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you having okay, so you had this person that you knew, and you're like, "Wow, this is this is exactly who I want want to write this book for." Yeah. And knowing that that was the target audience, what were you hoping for that person to accomplish? What was the message that you wanted them to get from reading your book? Yeah, well, it wasn't as much a message as it was a toolkit. Mm. I wanted them. I wanted them to get to the end of the book and have a very clear understanding of what a healthy approach to carving out a, a better quality of life looked like. Um, and the way the book is, is structured and, you know, you're, you're going through it with the questions, like in the book itself, I outline questions. So if someone doesn't get the workbook, uh, they're still able to get a lot of value out of the book, but if they really want to maximize it, of course, you know, I suggest the workbook, but again, I'm biased on that, but I do suggest it. Uh, but I, I structured it in such a way that if they were to follow each step by the end of the book, they they've set themselves up to become the kind of person that can reach any goal they set in a healthy way. And that, yeah. that really is the bottom line. And that, that it kind of speaks to the subtitle, right? A life balance approach to reaching your goals and changing your life. Yeah. And he gives you homework. Like there's, there's exercises. <laughs> like when he said exercise, I was like, Oh, he's going to talk about exercise. No, he's talking about exercises that you can take after you read some of the chapters. Okay. So I hear this word life balance, life balance. And I've had this discussion with a lot of people and some of us have said, doesn't even exist. And, and what is it? Well, let's first define that. What, what is it? So life balance, I, I, if you notice in the book, I, I avoid defining life balance. Um, and later in the book, I talk about, uh, synergetic life balance, which is slightly different than 
what a lot of people talk about when they talk about life balance. When when folks say life balance, and a lot of the talks that I listen to, I love TED Talks and stuff like that. Um, a lot of a lot of times they seem to be talking about an equal distribution of time and energy across each area of your life. Which, quite frankly, in my in my opinion, it's just not possible. <laughs> I don't I don't know anyone in real life who has the kind of setup where they can give equal distribution of time and energy to their personal life, family life, social life, and career life. It, it is impossible unless you, you have the kind of Kim Kardashian life where there, like, there is no necessarily job. You're like, you just kind of shape your life the way you want it. It just doesn't work. Um, so synergetic life balance is a, push and pull or, you know, tug and pull between the areas of your life that makes sense for your goals. Right. And this is very important because my life balance and my, my season of life will look nothing like your life balance probably. And it certainly will look nothing like my younger sister who's in college, her life balance. And so life balance is it. And this is the reason I don't, you know, define it for for one person or anything like that, because it just, it wouldn't fit everyone. Life balance is not one size fits all. Um, and so I, that doesn't answer your question in terms of what it is, but I, I think the, if I were to, to attempt to give a very, very broad uh, definition of life balance, I would say life balance is equipping yourself to reach your goals in a healthy way. Yeah, like, and that is super broad. Yeah, it is. It's broad, but it's a good answer because I and I'm glad you said a lot of the it looks different for different people because I was going to say, Paul, is it gender specific? <laughs> so and it's, it's absolutely not. It's not. <laughs> but, and, and so here's the thing. Right. So and if you don't mind me kind of going off on this for a second, um, when someone says I want to improve my life balance. One of the first things that I actually suggest is that they don't make life balance the goal. Don't make improving your life balance the goal. See life balance as a tool, right? So the goal is your goal. So your goal is, you know, to finish a degree, to start a business, to, you know, get married, whatever your, your goal is. The goal is the goal. Life balance is the ability to reach your goal faster and healthier. And so I picture it like a racetrack. And the, your goal is at the end of end of the, the racetrack there. If you can visualize that racetrack, it's extremely cluttered. <laughs> you have messy uh, and toxic relationships, uh, work overflows, you know, just all of these different things pulling at you as you're trying to reach this goal. Life balance is the ability to clear that path before you even start it. Right. And so as you're going towards your goal, you will, you know, there's still going to be resistance because life is life, mm -hmm. but there's less. And the ones that do exist, you're able to anticipate because you are, you're considering all the areas of life as you move towards it. A lot of people talk about, you know, the things that you have to work on doing your inner work. And then now you got life balance, you got all these things, right? Can, are, are we saying, are you saying that you can work I know you're saying it's a tool, but are you using this tool simultaneously while you are reaching your goal or do you have yeah. to use it? Okay. 
All right. Yeah. So because seasons change, right? Uh, I didn't know, or we didn't lock in the idea that we were going to move until about a month before we moved. Mm. And so, I mean, we were, we were planning for, you know, the holidays and the end of the year as normal, you know, where we were in New Jersey. And then, you know, like I said, I recently moved from Jersey to, to South Carolina. And then about a month before we actually moved, we had a conversation with uh, my sister and her, her, her husband, and we were all just kind of talking about it. And it just kind of came up. What if we, you know, all just moved down South we're talking about it. We're looking at places you're looking, we're looking. And it went from that to, okay, next week, let's drive down and look, look around, see if we like it the week after that. Okay. Well, you know, let's look at some jobs week after that. Let's get a moving truck. (laughs) It was just kind of this, you know, it, it just happened like that. And so seasons change. And so, and this is why it's so important for me. And this is a whole different conversation, but having a tool where you're able to, to keep track of not overwhelmingly, but kind of an overview of each area of life, right? Your personal family, social and career life, because if you're making plans for, you know, within your personal life, and you're completely oblivious to the things happening in your work life and your social life, um, or even in your family life, which is very possible. And then all of a sudden you're moving towards these goals, right? Say you want to get fit and you're moving towards these, these goals for your personal life, your physical health, but all of these things in your work life, your family life, they're popping up as though they're coming out of nowhere when they were there all along, mm-hmm. just didn't think about them. Mm-hmm. And so as you're moving towards your goal, you want to keep these things in mind and ask some critical questions. Yeah. And we are going to talk about that because I, you, you talked about that in the book and I, and I am such a believer on the connection, all the elements of your life, it's all connected. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. Um, before we talk about that, you said uh, you mentioned living intentionally. And you talked about how goals can be reached by living intentionally and having life balance. So first, let's talk about living intentionally. And I talk a lot about this on my TikTok and social media. What does that mean, living intentionally? In short, it means having a plan for me, right? So I'm I'm a big believer in the idea that if you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. Mm. If you don't have a sense of these are the things that are most important to me, and these are the things that I'm going after. The your your job is going to set priorities for you. That's going to take up your time. Your friends are going to set priorities for you. That you know, ideals they want you to live up to. Your your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, or children or parents are going to set priorities for you that they want you to live up to. And they they will organize your life for you. They will organize your priorities for you. And if if you're cool with that kudos, go for it. If you just want other people to, to shape what it is you do with your life and the time you're given. Awesome. I wasn't built that way. (laughs) I'm built a little bit differently and I want to maximize the time I have here. And I have goals, I have plans. And, you know, my wife and I, we have shared plans and shared goals and we have those things prioritized. And so when opportunities come up that, offer the ability to sidetrack us, we know to avoid it. Uh, having a sense of priority gives me the, the freedom to say no whenever something comes up that's good, 
but not great for my plants. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that's, that's so big to me, learning to say no. Yeah. Um, all right. So it does make sense. You could, you're going to have a plan. So obviously it's going to help you reach your goal. And let me just say, you just said about saying no. Oh my freaking God. The part where you talked about Oh my God, this was so, so good. I, I was like writing down, you said um, about being more disciplined. First of all, there's a couple of things you said. Okay. You, and this is all in the book. And you said uh, you're talking about being more disciplined to do less and to say no. And that was literally like, that was a mic drop for me. And, and there was some some uh, quote that you said that really successful people are are more disciplined to to doing less and saying no. It's something like that. And yeah. I want you just to talk a little bit about that mm-hmm. because it go it goes down to the whole topic of burning out. And you and I talked a little bit about it because this is the season when I start burning out. Like I spoke to my girlfriend. She's like. And I'm telling her how, oh, my God, I'm so wrong. She was like, oh, wait a minute. It's November, December. You did this last year. You know, <laughs> you know? Mm. I, I got into this whole burning out mode. And you and I briefly talked about that before I got you on. But this whole thing of learning to do less and in the hustle culture, because I always talk about I'm hustling, I'm hustling, I'm doing more, I'm doing more. But then you're like, then I'm hearing what you said and you're like, talking about focusing and and doing less and focusing on the important things. Can you just talk a little bit about more about that, this whole hustle culture? Because we fall into this that it's it may even seem sexy that we're hustling and and it's oh, wow, yeah. look at her. Oh, yeah. Look at him. He's a hustler, you know, and in all and at the end of the day, it's actually not good for us. So Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So uh, I love that you brought that up because it, it, it's one of the biggest issues, I think, especially young professionals, I'll say, um, face. It's it's hustle culture. I will preface with everyone's capacity is different, right? So my capacity, you know, I'll say on a one to 10 scale, my capacity might be at a five. And I'm like, I can handle a hustle drive up to about a five. You push me to seven, eight, nine, I'm burning, right? Um, someone else's capacity might be at a 10 and they are literally still healthy. They still have time for their family. You know, financially, they they have people who are helping them. It's so I'll preface with that. I'm not saying all hustle is bad because I, I, I don't think so. So I don't want to put that idea out there. However, I will say that um, going back to the, the prioritizing your life idea, if you don't have a clear idea of what's important to you, everyone else is going to tell you. And so that's what happens to a lot of people as they're especially pers- that's one of the biggest reasons why goals don't work out is because there's so much happening and there's so much for you to focus on. And I tell this story in a book, I'll give it away a little bit. Um, of the lion and the lion tamer, you've probably already passed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason the lion tamer uses a chair or a little stool when he goes in with the lion, like this is, have you, like you've, you've seen a lion, those things are massive. Like their head alone is about the side of the size of my torso. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> it is, it's huge. Um, this is a ferocious beast. 
And of all the tools that this guy or this girl can go into this cage with, he chooses this little stool with, you know, with the legs on it. But notice what he does. He faces the legs towards the lion. Why? The lion has the power to eat him alive. Like it can snap him, any part of him that it locks onto. But if he gets the lion to, to essentially not be able to focus, he can paralyze that line, right? And that's what happens to us. We have, you know, six, seven, eight, 10 different goals that we're working to at the same time. And it's okay to have all these goals. It's not okay to pursue them all at the same time. If you were to give that energy, for example, to two or three goals, I mean, just imagine you have all this drive, all this power, all this energy, all this, this intellectual ability. And if you were to say, I'm going to, put all of that into one or two, two main things that I'm building right now, how much faster could you get that done and how much better would it be done? And then once those things are done, how much more equipped would you be to do another two or three things really fast? Right. And just to finish the story with the line, the line becomes paralyzed because it can't focus on one thing. It tries to focus on all four of the legs at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so because it can't lock in on one target, it won't move. And how many people wonder why they feel like they're stuck in life, why they can't move forward in life? Life changing. It lines up too perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, life changing. That, That was so good. So good. You know, and you go deep into friends and and you know, making sure that you're with the right people. And, you know, you really get deep into that in the book. Um, but let's go to the part where we're talking about connection and you mentioned the perspective of connectness and, and, um, how you have these four areas in life, which I love that you, you know, you bring that out, uh, you know, the personal life, your social life, your career. Um, and I I think it's what is it's career, uh, social, uh, family and what was the fourth one? Personal. Personal life. Okay, and you talk about how important it was to see these are all connected when it comes to helping achieve your goals, and you actually gave pretty good examples about this in how it's all connected, and you kind of talked a little bit about, uh, you know, an athlete. Can you just talk a little bit more about? You know, because here's the thing, Paul, when you tell somebody, well, you got your personal life, you got your family life, you got all this, and it almost becomes overwhelming in the mind. Like, holy crap, what are you talking about? Now I got, oh my God, my family, my career, my personal, I mean, and then my social, and how do I keep track of that? Like, so talking about that, how does someone not become overwhelmed? Yeah. Uh, so the short answer to how to not become overwhelmed is write things down. (laughs) Uh, overwhelm is when they're, they're the short version, when there's too much on your mind for your mind to process, uh, in time for you to make sense of it and act on it, right. Much less store it away properly. Um, and so your mind is like, Oh, there are way too many tabs open. I'm crashing. Uh, when you when you write things down, this is just a side note. I'm going to answer the question. When you write things down. You offload some of that data to a place where your mind is not stressed about it, and you can now focus on other things. And so it's very very important. And that's why 
one, I created a workbook so that people aren't trying to do this in their mind. And if you don't provide something for folks to write in uh, and they're not down to getting a journal, they will not get it done. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why. Uh, but it's also why I created a, a planner designed for managing life balance. We'll get to that probably. However, the the as far as understanding the connectedness, all of life is connected. Have, like, have you ever seen someone so confused at the consequences of their action? Like, I come across on TikTok even. Mm. Um, you know, we could talk about the Karen videos or, or and, and I mean, there's so many other other ones. That's probably just the, the best example that pops up in my head. But how many times people are just so confused uh, at the consequences of their action? And that's what it's like when you live uh, with, I would say, disconnected perspective where you're like, well, I did this in my personal life. It's none of it's, it's none of your business. What's happening in my family life? excuse me, in my social life or in my career life. That's my personal life. But what you don't understand is what you're doing in your personal life, especially you're big on exercise, mm-hmm. right? Um, running is, is your thing, which is really cool. Um, and when you do that, when you exercise, when your body is healthy, your mind is sharper. When your mind is sharper, you function better at work. When you function better at work, you bring less work home. When you bring less work home, you have more time for family and friends. And when you, when you have more time for family and friends, they feed you, they, you know, that those relationships fill you back up, which then bleeds into the cycle again. And so all of this is very much connected. And so whenever, whenever you, you decide, you know what, uh, I'm just going to focus on my career life. I'm going to advance and I'm going to climb the corporate ladder and your, your body starts to take a toll, uh, take a hit, but you don't really pay much attention you start to lose out on your time with your family um, because you're trying to climb the corporate ladder, which is fine, by the way. There are healthy ways to do it. Uh, and then you get to a point where you realize, I don't really have any meaningful friendships. I have coworkers. Mm-hmm. And when you know, I move jobs or I move, I don't like I don't have someone who's who's going to show up to my to get deep, but who's going to show up to my funeral and mm-hmm. you know have, actually have had a meaningful relationship with me because I haven't invested in those relationships. Um, and so when I say that life is, all those areas are very much connected, they are connected. And the easiest way, there are, there are a ton of ways to do it, but the easiest way to track or keep track of those areas is literally, even if you just use a notebook, you know, have a sense of priority in each of those areas. List maybe two or three things that are most important to you for each of those areas. And every, you know, once a week, go back, review those things. How are you doing on those things? You know? So did that answer the question? <laughs> yeah, it did. But I, you know, what's so great about this, what you said, because I also, I always talk about how everything is connected. You know, that's kind of the mission with Elego yeah. because it's about having this mind, body, and soul spirit connection. It's not just about the physical, right? Because, yeah. you know, but you know, here I'm talking about how it's all connected because you're going to work on your body. You got to work on your mental health and all those things. But here you're actually talking about the benefit. It's not so much like here I'm talking about the, you know, how it's all connected. And, you know, you want to not just work on your body. You want to work on your relationships with other people. But the impact you, you're talking, mm-hmm. there's also the impact. It's like this domino effect. You know, and like yeah. you said, you're you now have a clear mind. And at the end of the day, 
you know, now you have friends, you have more time with your kids, you got more time with your family. I mean, it's like it, there's a benefit that that it is connected. Thank God that it's all connected because, yeah, you, yeah. you know, it all starts from, you know, just from doing a workout. <laughs> you know, you can uh, have this great relationship with your your kids and your family. So I love that you said that. Um, so I'm going to take a, a, a different uh, a step here, a different topic. And you being this mental health coach. Well, before I say anything more about this, you, people are listening to this. They have to read this book. OK, in fact, Paul, I'm going to tell you right now, like you give these exercises. I got to go back and do them because this was so good. It's so good. Okay. I mean, again, I wish it was you speaking, but you know, it's still good. It's still good stuff. So much gems being dropped in this. Okay. I got honestly, you on the next round. It'll be okay. Me. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm even going to say it, it really, it was a slap in the face for me. You know, a lot of the things was just like, oh, man, this is yes. So good. Okay. But you being this mental health coach, what what does it look like to work with you? Like, you know, are you doing group sessions or doing individual? I mean, what does it look like if someone signs up saying, yes, Paul, I want to work with you? What does that look like? So the short version is it's the step before therapy. Right. So if you are, you know, I so as a mental health coach, I'm not a licensed professional therapist. If you're dealing with deep trauma, um, maybe things are surfacing from your childhood or, I mean, you've gone through some traumatic stuff, like you've lost a loved one or something. If you're dealing with something like that, you need a licensed professional therapist. If you're going through something that you would say, well, it's not deep trauma, but it's certainly impacting my mental health. I got some crazy coworkers. I don't know how to navigate those relationships. How do I, you know, not go insane and not end up on the news because somebody <laughs> took my lunch one more day. You know, like if you're dealing with something like that, then then I'm the person to call. <laughs> I, I will help you to to navigate that well. And so being a mental health coach is very similar to being a life coach, except I have training in recognizing whether or not you need to take that mm. step, right? Whether or not you may need a medication medication to help with imbalances, you know, in, in your, your brain chemicals and so on. Uh, those are things that I'm, I'm trained to recognize. I've gone through hours and hours of training of, you know, learning to pick up on that stuff. Uh, but it's very much like life coaching, except I, I specialize in a mental health segment of it. And so I, I am able to highlight the impact of any of the actions that you would take as far as your life is concerned on your mental health, right? So, uh, you know, reconciling a relationship, a broken relationship with a parent and some of the reasons that might be very, very good for your work, for your, for your business, some for your marriage, you know what I mean? Like just helping you to map some of that stuff out. I think that, you know, it's important. First of all, yes, you're, you're saying that it's, it's very similar to life coach, but it's definitely a, a step. Um, headed to where you have more of a recognition in the, in the mental health. Do you see people like, is it virtual? Do you see people face to face? How are you running your business now? Right now it's all virtual and I am open to doing group sessions. Uh, those are less, you know, most people aren't, aren't really 
open to that. Uh, it's generally cheaper if you do a group ses- group session, but most people are interested in very one-on-one coaching. So I find myself uh, with a lot of those requests, but it's all virtual right now, um, mostly because I just moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I, I'm unfamiliar with the area. I'm unfamiliar with, with the folks here. I'm not fully settled in yet. We're still buying furniture and stuff, but it's, you know, it's, we're completely unsettled, um, but I'm still actively working. So it is virtual. Um, there, there, there's a survey, a pretty in-depth survey concerning your life balance that you walk through before we even really meet after the, after the consultation, of course, um, before we even meet and talk. That gives me a very good idea of where you are mental health wise, uh, your where your goals are and how we can best move forward. Because by the time we start, we want to hit the ground running so that I don't waste your time and you get the most out of every single session. So we don't want to start the session with, well, tell me about yourself. How can I help you? You know what I mean? I, I want to start the session with, okay, these are the goals you listed. Is, is this still right? All right, let's talk about how to get to them. Yeah. You know, and the thing is what, again, I'm, I'm talking about the book. Uh, what I loved about it is that I felt that it really, it really um, resonated with me as a business owner, especially with this whole idea of like life work balance and really knowing how to navigate that, you know, with the goals and, you know, as a small business owner or just as an entrepreneur, you're, you are the boss and how do you, you know, balance everything out? Because we do forget a lot of those other aspects that yeah. come to our lives. So I, I felt that this book would even be most beneficial to somebody like myself. And you also talked about the planner a little bit, and we talked about it uh, before yeah. we came on. Uh, so is this something that someone can purchase or how does one obtain the planner and how does that, how would it help somebody? Yeah. So it's, it's all on Amazon. Um, most, most, if not all the tools that I, I, I have out right now are available on Amazon. Um, and what's unique about the planner, I, I think is it's life balance. I call it life balance, integrated design. And so throughout the planner, I mean, in each day, you're literally able to track your each day. It has a top three priority kind of list because most research uh, shows and I don't have the details off the top of my head, but most research shows that you really only have capacity for three priority tasks a day. Everything else gets secondary energy. And then the other piece of that is we function off of bursts of energy. And so the idea that you can work from nine to five of one single burst and just kind of keep going, it doesn't work. That's why you have high productivity times in your day and low productivity times in your day where you're just kind of like, I'm not functioning. Um, and that's why you have most people, you know, with caffeine addictions, uh, which I'm working on, except for me, it's Red Bull. <laughs> oh, Paul, that's terrible. I'm surprised you even said that. That's not healthy. The- <laughs> How it's very, very recent. So I'm weaning myself. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I started drinking it when we were driving back and forth, getting down here. And then it, oh my gosh, it's so bad. But <laughs> see, I'm human too. And I'm willing to admit it. 
Uh, I'm not coming from a a high horse. I am very much in the, in the trenches with you. Uh, But that, that's really the the heart of this, this planner. And so within the three priority tasks, you're able to select, okay, what area of life are these connected to? Mm. And then at the end of each week, you, you can, if you want to go back and review and almost kind of summarize or tally up uh, where each tasks are. And then you get a really good image at the end of each week and at the end of each month where your balances are. And so if at the end of each week you find yourself, you know, with the career column really, really full and then social column, maybe halfway there, but zero in personal. So you had zero tasks on your calendar this week for your personal life to take care of yourself or for your family, but your social and your career life is like through the roof. If that happens consistently, I would say for more than a month, more than two months, you can guarantee that there's a crisis building in your personal and family life. You're going to get to a point where you're going to be caught off guard by some crisis that pops up in your personal or family life. And it's going to throw off whatever momentum you got going on in social and career life. And so before you get to that point of crisis, you want to make conscious adjustments. And okay, so I'm going to add in some more priorities for my personal and family life throughout the week strategically and make sure that there are other things getting secondary energy as opposed to primary. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the heart, the heart behind the planner and how it's designed. I need that. Planner. And <laughs> I know you guys sent me that planner. I got to give you my address. <laughs> Please. I, I, I told you, I, I'm hey, sending send it, it to I'm me. I will, I will send it to you. I trust um, you. <laughs> and I have actually, I redesigned, uh, I recently redesigned and, and published a new one. Uh, I call it the a corporate design, I think. Um, because my older sister reached out to me. She was like, Hey, I love your planner, but you know, there are some adjustments I would love in there. That'd be helpful for me. And she's a, she's a pharmaceutical scientist. Like, mm. I mean, really, really big pharma, lots of, lots of crazy stuff happening in full schedule. And so I adopted some of the, the adjustments that she, she recommended and created a new one. Um, beautiful looking one. I'll send you that one. Okay. That sounds great. Okay. Paul, listen, I can talk to you for freaking hours. Okay. Because same here as mutual. Listen, it is so you have so much to offer, not only in the book, but just from your experience, your life experiences. I mean, and I only know this because I read the book. I mean, half I'm halfway done. Okay. But I know that you come with all these amazing life experience. Like I'm not, I kid you not. It it was like my mouth kept on opening and I'm like, who the heck is this guy? I, I, I just thought he was like this mental health person that was on TikTok. I did not know there were so many levels to, to who you are and what you can give to other people. So of course I am so happy oh, that you. I, I nabbed you before you became famous. Um, <laughs> so, but let's talk about where we can find you. Okay. Cause first of course, TikTok, which he does amazing videos, which I'm jealous of, of course, but what is your TikTok handle? So my TikTok handle is Paul W. Croswell. It's, it's my full name. Well, not my full name. I'm a junior, but Paul W. Croswell, you'll be able to find me. Okay. Right there. So that's TikTok. And then where are you? Yeah. Where else can people find you? So if you want to find all my platforms, uh, you can go to my website, 
which is in my TikTok bio, but it's pauldwproswell.com. <laughs> and from my website, you'll be able to link to my Instagram, which has the same handle, uh, as well as my Twitter, which has a slightly different handle. Uh, but if you search my name again, it'll pop up. It's verified. So it's easy to spot. And then my Facebook right now, I'm having some serious issues with my Facebook. Uh, it got hijacked and they're posting some crazy stuff on there. So my Facebook page, my profile got hacked and they stole my page because it, it was verified and monetized. And it was at like, I don't know, maybe 21,000, 30, 21, 25,000, something like that. When they stole it, it's now up to something like six or 700,000 people uh, engaging with it. But the problem is they still have my name and in face and Facebook won't do anything about it. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pursuing, I'm dealing with that right now. So I, I don't want to send anyone there. If okay. you do go there, comment that they stole the page. Okay. All <laughs> but, right. We won't put that on there on the, on the show notes, but we'll put everything else <laughs> on your show notes, your website and how to get a hold of you. Um, all yeah. of that will be on all the links will be on the show notes as well as your, your audio book and everything else, which again, I think is amazing. So um, I just want to thank you, Paul, so much for coming on here and, you know, just giving the listeners so much value. I think really you gave so much value today. Um, I, I really appreciate you coming on here. Hey, thanks so much for having me. This was an absolute pleasure. I love your content. I love what you're doing for people. And so I consider this a, a massive, massive privilege. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so thank you again, Paul, for coming on here. And until next time, everyone. Bye. Bye.